What's going on, everybody? It is week 10 of the NFL season, and this is Waiver Wired. I'm your host, Jen Piacenti, and joining me as always is my producer and my sidekick, Eddie Spaghetti. Eddie, what is going on? How are you feeling after that wacko week nine, but the big Giants win? The, the Giants win that I didn't want. I wanted the Giants to keep losing. I want that draft pick to keep going up. I got a, a gift on Monday Night Football. The Bears losing. Giants own the Bears pick. That's great. But what a really strange, wacky week of uh, of Sunday football. And, you know, a lot of unexpected things. And it seems like the one major story that's still not going away is Odell Beckham. Where will he sign? I'm sure we'll get a lot of that today. But it's just like that's the one big story uh, for a guy with very little production that seems to be just uh, right now owning the NFL landscape. Yeah, let's talk about it. I mean, we may as well just dive right in, right? Because it's the top news story. I mean, we're all sitting here like waiting for our, you know, our, our phones to light up. But, yeah. you know, I'm waiting for my text from Michael Fabiano telling me where it definitely happened or for the Schefter tweet or whatever. Um, and it's like, to be honest, I do have one share of OBJ. I got him in my salary cap league because I thought on oh, the off chance and I've never been an OBJ uh, person. I just I don't care. I really don't. <laughs> I don't care. I'm over it. It, it, it's, I I don't care. (laughs) Like he can go. I'm glad he's not going to Las Vegas. I'm glad they got Deshaun Jackson. Um, maybe it's Kansas city. Maybe it's the saints. Does it help the saints really? I don't know. I mean, not if Taysom Hill's a quarterback, I'm just, I'm, I'm uninterested. So how do you feel about OBJ? I'm kind of annoyed that he's taking up this much attention. I mean, well, we've been, basically, it's pretty much we've been on hold. Like, if this news drops, we're going to have this story, this, this, this. If he gets claimed off waivers, oh, my God. And it's like, who? why does this guy get so much attention? I'm done. It, he's a lightning rod for, you know, the the headlines. And it's, it's, it is crazy for a, a person that does not have that many more receptions than me and you combined is uh, now has the NFL by a stranglehold. I think last week, I know we, we both said the Raiders would have been a kind of fun spot for him to go. I think we did mention the Saints, which is on his list. So his list right now is what it's the Packers, it's the Chiefs, and it's the Saints. You know, uh, I think him picking the Saints with, uh, you know, not Jameis Winston at quarterback is a very strange move. I believe in his statement, he said that he wants a veteran quarterback. So I'm not sure if the Trevor Simeon, uh, you know, potentially Taysom Hill thing going on. Like, well, what is that going to do for you? I'm not sure. Now, the other two teams, I think the Chiefs, they could definitely need them. We'll be talking about this ad nauseum. Like after the Hill and Kelsey, there's a massive drop off. And Kelsey really hasn't been himself this year. And when you look at the Packers, the one criticism that, you know, one of the biggest reasons why Aaron Rodgers was so mad, you know, going into this season was because of the lack of help outside of Devontae Adams. Well, I guess Odell Beckham would fit that mold of a guy who's, you know, proven himself could be a number a good number two receiver. But if you are, you know, if you're a person who drafted Devontae Adams, you really want Odell Beckham going there because I think Rodgers will try to target him. But uh, I, I personally think uh, for a guy who is not the most precise route runner, and I know this from watching him on the Giants, he likes to kind of float. Maybe a Patrick Mahomes who is a the world's best extender of plays and kind of runs around out of the pocket and just, you know, waves for a guy to get open. I actually think Odell to the chiefs probably makes the most sense, but from what we're reading on Twitter, it seems like the Packers may be the option. I think it probably makes the most sense too, but like also the Packers though, I mean, Aaron Rodgers is very much like if he trusts you and he likes you, then you're good to go. But if he doesn't, you're not. And I can see the same thing happening to him in Green Bay that happened in Cleveland. And then he's just grumpy and no fun and malcontent. And how many weirdos do we need in Green Bay? I mean, like, you know, I don't. I will. I mean, the amount of all oh, the other biggest news story has been Aaron, Aaron Rodgers and yeah. the, the the COVID stuff. And now his yeah. girlfriend, the the actor who's, you know, tweeted out their Instagram yeah. post of the craziness, like the imposter paparazzi caught in L.A. It's like, oh, my God, like you put Odell Beckham on that team with Rodgers, which already a, a, a hot bit because of him. And like he's I mean, I think Rodgers from his standpoint, he probably doesn't care because he goes like, well, I'm out of here. I'm gone Rogers from Green Bay after, after this, this season's over. Like he's for sure gone. Yeah. So like, he's like, yeah, bring him in. If we could, you know, throw him a couple of footballs, win a Super Bowl, that's great. I'll leave a, a winner. And if not, if it implodes, he's like, well, I'm still gone anyway. But I mean, that would, in Green Bay, little Green Bay, you know, Wisconsin now has like, could be the biggest story in the whole entire NFL. It's, it's absolutely crazy. Let me tell you, I lived in Wisconsin for three months uh, when I was an actor, did a show there for a while in residence. And uh, you don't want to go there unless you're making a whole lot of money or you're winning a lot of games because there has to be a lot more reason because otherwise all you're doing is like hanging out at the Carvel once a week and eating cheese curds and it's flipping 
freezing. So I don't recommend it, OBJ. I think uh, I think that New Orleans is probably the most fun place for you. Um, but we'll see. I, I think Kansas City is the best place for fantasy as far as fantasy because I, mm-hmm. I don't like what it would do to Devontae Adams. So speaking of that game, we're assuming Aaron Rodgers will be cleared to play. And it looks like Russell Wilson will be showing up on the other side. So that is good news. There have been so many superlatives about how well Russell Wilson has done. It has been dubbed miraculous. I mean, can't say I'm surprised. I mean, we all know he has, you know, connections with the big guy. Uh, Miraculous. Everything he's done has been stupendous and he should be throwing. So we will see. Uh, It's a great showdown. Russell Wilson versus Green Bay. Uh, They're both probably starts this week if you have the mayor quarterback. And speaking of quarterback starts... Mike White will be starting versus the Bills. I was so bummed about Mike White last week. I was totally drinking the Kool-Aid. I was ready. And I really think that this, that the Jets would have covered that game if Mike White had stayed in there. But all props to Josh Johnson. He did fantastic. You know, third string quarterback coming in, doing what he did. Amazing. Uh, Great job, Josh. Um, But the Jets are so Jets. The fact that we're so excited about the backup quarterback starting over their starter and them giving their their first round draft pick another week of rest, that that is so Jets. And we are also going to have P.J. Walker starting probably for the next four to six weeks. Uh, Sam Darnold, I'm sure Harry's very pleased with this, just Sam Darnold's just like off the table. We don't even have to talk about Sam Darnold anymore, uh, but he needs to heal. He has a hurt shoulder. It's actually a fractured scapula, which sounds horrible. So I really, I hope he feels better. And, you know, hopefully that will also, he's had a nagging shoulder injury. Hopefully that will help him when he comes back. But if he's out four to six weeks, there's no season left. Like that's it. It's done. I guess they signed Matt Barkley off the bills practice squad, I believe is what I read. So we'll see what the plan is for Carolina, but I'm not seeing them getting very far up. If you're a Christian McCaffrey manager, it might be exciting. Maybe we'll see even more Christian McCaffrey. And then finally, uh, I have to mention that we are monitoring statuses of a few running backs. This feels like every week there's some drama at the running back position. Of course, Nick Chubb with the COVID, um, he's been vaccinated, so he has a chance to play Sunday. But if Ernest Johnson is available on your waiver wires, I think that's someone everybody should go ahead and grab right now. And then the two other big ones, Alvin Kamara did not practice today. And they had tryouts <laughs> for the running backs yesterday. Um, so that is not exactly encouraging. It sounds like now they're saying he's day to day. He may absolutely play Sunday. But if Mark Ingram is available in your fantasy football leagues, I don't see how you don't go grab Mark Ingram, right? I mean, they just traded for him. He's He was doing well even in the committee, better than he was in Houston. And Mark Ingram feels like a must Um, And then finally, we have a situation with Dalvin Cook. Um, We don't know what's going on. There's been a lot of, um, you know, stuff on social media. It doesn't look great. But we do know, last I read, he is still cleared to play on Sunday. So as far as for this Sunday, you're probably fine to start him in your lineups but you may want to start taking a look at Alexander Madison if he's available. Likely not. Uh, but then Mike Boone after that and, and go down the list and be prepared uh, in case you have to spend some time without Dalvin Cook on your way to your playoffs. Yeah. Um, so that's the biggest news. <laughs> it's it's not great. I'm sorry to say. From what I've read, and for those who have Dalvin Cook uh, in, in some form, it seems like the long-term view of this won't be great for, for him because mm-hmm. of, of what he did. And it seemed like there was a lot of confusing or conflicting right. stories that came in, but it seems like whoever the other the, the NFL insiders who reported this stuff were basically just doing it to kind of help out the agent of Dalvin Cook, which is as wrong as it gets and as shady as it gets. So I think, unfortunately, for, for Cook, it'll be, uh, you know, he won't be playing too much, I think, in the future. One thing you did hit on, too, but before we get to our guest, we have a jam-packed show today, which I'm excited for. But the, the Jets quarterback situation, like, would you ever imagine the that Josh Johnson and Mike White over 700 yards passing, six touchdowns. Like, okay. is, are you supposed to like start all your Jets now? Like, I know Corey Davis is kind of banged up, but it's like, well, they're, they're Jets quarterback, the position of Jets quarterback has been really good the last two weeks. So it's like, you got to be feel pretty good if you have any kind of Jets uh, guys in your roster. 
Yeah. I mean, the only bummer is it's the bills this week. And ordinarily, I mean, I say this after they got upset last week by Jacksonville, Um, but ordinarily that's a tough matchup. However, like I'm going to the waiver wire and I'm still digging like Jamison Crowder. I'm definitely digging Elijah Moore. We can talk a little bit more about him later, especially if Corey Davis is back because then Tredavis White will probably be all over Corey Davis. So yeah, I think the Jets are becoming very startable. Certainly Michael Carter is, and even Ty Johnson in deeper leagues. I I really like him. He's getting the targets. Both of these quarterbacks um, are more likely to spread the targets around. So I find it interesting. Well, um, you teased this already, Eddie. We have a fantastic guest today. One of my all-time favorite people. It is Adam Ronis from SiriusXM Fantasy Sports Radio, the Alarm Sports Network, and probably you have a TV show now too, right, Adam? Adam, what's going on? What's up? Yeah, I don't have a TV show, but I am uh, contributing to uh, MSG Networks. They have a sports betting show, so I'm uh, a contributor there. He's a contributor there. Uh, Guys, if you don't know Adam Ronis, I've known Ronis now uh, for like a long time. Has it been like maybe like seven years now at this point? Yeah. Or if not more, but yeah, it's seven, eight years, I would say. Yeah. Before I was ever in the industry, if you will, um, we used to just play in leagues together and we did our first TV. My first TV appearance ever was with Adam Ronis and Nando DeFino. And, uh, he actually made it really easy for me. I was terrified of you. I don't know if I've ever told Why? you that. Why would you be terrified of me? I was terrified because you were so smart and I thought, Oh my God, they're going to ask me a question. I'm going to say something so dumb. And he's going to be like, no, Jen, that's dumb. And correct me. And I remember being there and being very nervous and answering it. And you'd go, I agree with Jennifer, blah, 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 blah. blah. And it was like the the biggest compliment I'd ever gotten in my life is that Adam Ronis agreed with me. So now I know that you're not scary, even though you look totally intimidating. But because you're such a big competitor, because you win like everything, it is like really, you know, like Adam is like a serious winner, you guys. And, that, and that's why I brought him on the show because he wins his leagues. And there's a lot of analysts out there that like have clickbait in their Twitter and say all these things. And then I play in leagues with them. Oh, they're horrible. Yeah. They, they cannot. Suck, to be honest. <laughs> I mean, like, I thought I was going to lose all these leagues when I got into the industry because everybody that I thought was so smart. They're, they're de- just because somebody can be really, really witty on Twitter doesn't mean they know what they're doing. Adam Ronis is not one of those people. Um, his ranks are consistent. They are good. And his advice is strong. And that's why he's here today. So, um, Ronis, this is Eddie. Eddie, this is Ronis. Um, be friends. What's up? Thanks. Thank you for joining. And after this wacky week, me and Jim were just talking crazy Sunday slate of games. So uh, you're here not to make a, a, a tell us the the truth from that mess that we just saw. Oh yeah, <laughs> this past week was just a nightmare, man. I mean, I had tweeted out I think at like 3 p.m. Eastern. Is it week 10 yet? It was just one of those wild weeks. It happens, and I just was telling people if you got to win this week, just be happy and move on. Um, I actually was fortunate. To get mostly wins this week, which is surprising. Um, the Monday night game really helped me. Uh, I had Darnell Mooney. Me too. Me too. I, I mean, I kind of started him out of a desperation, to be honest. I had a lot of bye week issues and injuries, and it was basically he was the last guy standing, so I had to use him. I needed three points from Deontay Johnson. He got just enough. If I needed more, I would have been in trouble. And I was going against the Steelers' defense, too, in a couple leagues, so it looked bad early on. Uh, finally, the Bears woke up. So, yeah, it was just one of those crazy weeks where the top offenses were all shut down. I don't know if it was daylight yeah. time that affected them, but like the Cowboys, the Rams, the Bills just all looked terrible. Yeah, I had that Darnell Mooney thing, too. My sleeper started updating and I was literally like, no way. It, is this really happening? Am I really going to come back? And I kept I think, yeah. I think I had no targets in the first half, if I'm not mistaken. It was, it was ridiculous. I couldn't believe it. And I totally won after that. Um so um, Adam and I play in this league called the GST. It's uh, a league that uh, mimics the high, high dollar stakes. leagues, yeah. the high stakes yeah. leagues. And there are no trades. And I just wanted to check in with you, like, how you're doing, because I got to tell you, I lost Derrick Henry, Adam. Oh, boy. And you're in first place in your league. So it's two leagues I'm of 12. In first so. place. I've been in first place. And let me tell you, Billy Hayes, if you're watching this, he, you know why you lost this week, Billy Hayes? I'm going to tell you why. Because you egged me on. And so I had to beat you. I'm sorry. If you're nice to me, I I might not beat you. But when you egg me on, you're going down. And you came at me 
and I had to take you down, even without Derrick Henry. Well, good for you. Yeah, I see you're you're off to a nice start in first place. I am in I am in second place in my league. It's six and three. There's a seven and two team. Um, I thought I had a really good team a couple weeks ago. Kind of have some issues right now with uh, DJ Moore and his quarterback problems. I've kind of been searching for an RB two. It's uh, been Ty Johnson lately, who's obviously been decent. Um, I picked up Boston Scott. Was good two weeks ago. Was terrible this past week. Um, I do have Dearness Johnson, who I'll obviously plug in this week, assuming he goes. But, I mean, it's a pretty solid team. But um, uh, Tammy is dominating this league uh, by points. I mean, her team is absolutely sick. She's 7-2. and two, um, And she is um, basically, uh, I think, 100-plus points ahead of the field. So the ladies are in charge of this yes, league. they are. Right now the ladies are in charge in both leagues. Wow. That is so, wow. This is cool. This is the best news I've gotten all day. I love it. I don't know if it'll last, but, uh, fingers crossed, uh, good job to the ladies, I guess. Um, all right. So let's jump into week 10. And what I want to do today is give you guys a sample of Adam Ronis's ranks. And so we're just going to go position by position, a couple of players he's definitely starting and a couple of players he's definitely sitting. And hopefully this will help you with your lineups. And then we will take a few questions as well. Um, but mostly I want to point you guys to Adam's ranks when we're done with this. They are at fantasyalarm.com and that's where you will find them every single week. And of course you can hear Adam Ronis every, well, I guess it, what is it? Three times a week on alarm after hours. Yeah. Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, midnight to 2 a.m. Eastern. Of course, if you're not up that late, you're on the East coast, you can check it out with the SXM app anytime. And just like myself at SiriusXM, Adam and I are often guesting on other shows as well. So follow his Twitter. I'm sure you'll get a lot of updates there at Adam Ronis. All right, Ronis, let's start at the QB position. A couple of must starts at quarterback this week. Yeah, I mean, it's the prettiest obvious ones. Um, I think Matthew Stafford will bounce back. I uh, got him near the top. Uh, just remember, these ranks are preliminary because I always say this, and we found it out today. I do these ranks Tuesday night. I update mm-hmm. them daily. I mean, I'm not going to do a lot of updates today because these injury reports on Wednesday are a mess. But I always say this on Tuesday. We're going to find out guys who are we had no idea who are injured. Chris Godwin, perfect example, right? Mm-hmm. I loved Godwin this week. Top yeah. five, assuming Antonio Brown's out. But now he's got a foot injury. Don't know if he's going to play. We heard murmurs yesterday. Alvin Kamara dealing with a knee issue. He didn't practice today. So I don't know what's going to happen. They had tryouts for running back. We running backs there. So So. be careful with the uh, uh, one thing I hate is putting out these rankings so early. Everyone does it and people want them. But to be honest, like they don't do anything right now, because why are you setting your lineup on Wednesday when we have several days and practice reports to go by? Um, Yes, I understand. We have a game tomorrow with Baltimore, Miami. So get those players in and then. For the most part, they're pretty obvious, but there's going to be so much that changes here. So just be careful with that. Uh, speaking of, uh, Rap just tweeted that Claypool will miss some time, not the entire season, for his toe. And he was in a lot of must-start lists this week. So um, I, just just to prove your point, Adam. Yeah, so, and I put him in the original rankings. Now, after we're done, I will remove him. So there you go. Um, I want to add on one more thing. I'm assuming, and I could be wrong, please correct me if I'm wrong, but when you're doing these rankings, you are not worried too much about huge outliers like the Bills getting trounced by Jacksonville. You're not suddenly saying, oh, the Bills are in trouble and Jacksonville defense, I mean, Jacksonville offense is amazing and their defense is amazing or the Cowboys suck, right? I mean, it's it's kind of like how I look at it. There's only 17 games in the NFL season, 17 weeks, sorry, in the NFL season. But much like baseball, there's a certain amount of things that, yeah, there's always going to be an errant game here and there. But over the course, you can kind of, you know, make it predictable, if you will. So I'm assuming you're not weighting any of those too heavily. I'm definitely not with Dallas, not because I'm a Cowboys fan, as I have my CeeDee Lamb jersey on. Um, but uh, they just didn't show up. It was clear. Yeah, it was you could see it. So- they, I almost threw things like I I'm glad my my TV isn't shattered. I was the effort was poor. I was watching some highlights where guys weren't Mm -hmm. even in on the tackle. It was it was disgusting. Um, Dak was off. I don't think it was his calf. Maybe there was some rust, but Tony Pollard dropped the pass uh, for could have been a first down. Amari Cooper dropped the pass. It was just across the board. They were terrible. They didn't show up. 
So I just think that was an outlier. I think they bounced back this week against Atlanta. The Bills, I have a little bit of concern about their offense. It's two weeks in a row now. You know, they were they had they were in a competitive game against Tennessee in prime time, lost. They had to buy. They were terrible offensively in the first half against Miami. They picked it up in the second half and won 26-11. And then last week, they were just awful. So it's kind of what the Chiefs are going through where they're taking away the deep plays and Buffalo doesn't have a strong running game either. But if there's any game they should bounce back, it should be against the Jets as well as the Jets have played competitively on offense. They still are one of the worst defenses in the NFL as we saw the Colts run all over them. Even the Bengals, even though they lost, had success. So this should be a week the Bills bounce back. So I'm not dropping those players down the rankings. But I do think the team that you do have to be concerned about is the Chiefs because their offense has been abysmal for weeks now. They have 36 points over the last three games, and teams have figured them out. Now, you're still playing Tyreek Hill. You're still playing Travis Kelsey, but this is the lowest I have Mahomes ranked. I think it's seven or eight. Uh, I mean, I think most people will play him, but I could see situations where if someone said, hey, do I play Wentz over Mahomes, even though I have Mahomes ranked higher, I really can't. If someone says, hey, I want to go Wentz, I, I can't argue with them at this we point. We have a similar question about that coming yeah. up. So, because I think it's a legitimate question. I have Mahomes in only one league. It's the pros with Joe's league. We are leading that league, but Patrick Mahomes has not helped us and is definitely the reason that we had our uh, second loss of the season on Sunday. And we only lost by a couple points. Patrick Mahomes should have done a lot more for us. So, I'm frustrated with him. I have been. I've gone off on that already multiple times about how frustrated I am with Kansas city, but okay. So must starts for QBs. I think we, we covered them. You gave us a couple. Yeah. I mean, the obvious it's Lamar Jackson. He's a must Aaron start. Rogers, he every week. Yeah. I mean, those guys up top, Tom Brady. if Rogers plays, I mean, I think he will, right. there's still a, ch- he can't report to the facility till Saturday. So right. my guess is he plays though. My guess is they need him to based on what happened on Sunday. Okay, who are we sitting if we have the luxury? This is probably just one quarterback league. I imagine in two quarterback leagues, you're starting everybody. Yeah, I guess maybe. I mean, uh, there's not many to sit. I mean, you want me to like go real low? That's the problem. Like, I mean. Yeah, give me somebody that doesn't have, that normally has. Well, well, let me ask you this. You trust Matt Stafford's ankle? Uh, I thought it was his back. Did they say his ankle too? Well, his ankle is completely taped up through the last of that game. Like, and I think it's been bothering him. Is it his back? I mean, his back also kept him out. So maybe it's both. I'm still trusting him now. I mean, the pick set, the inter- first interception was just a terrible decision. In the end zone where he was wrapped up, he should have never made the throw. So um, I think the Rams bounced back. They were embarrassed in prime time. Uh, they're playing the 49ers who – I thought we're better than this, but they've just been atrocious. Uh, I think they've lost eight straight home games. Uh, I know it's a divisional game and it's a big game for 49ers, but I think Stafford bounces back. I'd have confidence if I have them. Would you start Baker Mayfield or Teddy Bridgewater this week? Uh, I'd never start Baker Mayfield. So Teddy B. See, this is why we're friends. Okay. People make a big deal like, oh, Beckham's gone and Cleveland's offense took off. What did Baker Mayfield do last week? Nothing. It was a pick six. They ran the ball. He Okay, one throw to Peoples-Jones. Come on. Let's relax, people. Yeah, I agree. All right. Let's move over to the running back position. Obviously, we mentioned at the top of the show, a lot of drama there. Alvin Kamara not practicing, which makes Mark Ingram an ad if he's available on your way where you need to grab him, you need to cuff him. Um, I have him cuffed in GST. I mean, is it GFC? No, no, it's GGD. Sorry. You don't play in GGD with us. You just no. play the base one. See, you're wrong. You got to get in there. You got to get you in there. Um, okay, so we have that. We have the Dalvin Cook news, which doesn't look good, but it does appear he will be playing on Sunday. And uh, then we have the Nick Chubb news, and we don't know if he's playing on Sunday either. And add that to the laundry list of injuries. No Derek Henry, blah, 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 blah. So who am I starting this week at the running back position? Yeah, I mean, the obvious guys up top, Jonathan Taylor has been great. Dalvin Cook, Najee Harris. Uh, I think guys who have moved up, James Conner, no Chase mm-hmm. Edmonds. We saw him handle a big workload last week. And he's just been tremendous this year uh, with double-digit touchdowns and even catching passes last week. So you got to get him in. Cordero Patterson, obviously, has become an every-week start. And Ernest Johnson, uh, they're just so shorthanded. I know uh, Patriots might look to – take out the running game, but we saw Dearness Johnson look impressive against a pretty good Denver Broncos defense when he got the opportunity. Uh, so I'm getting him in there. I love it. And then running backs that we're sitting, if you have the luxury, let me ask you this. 
Do you like Miles Gaskin? Because, you know, you look at it originally like, oh, Baltimore run defense, they don't allow a lot of yards, but they actually have allowed a lot of rushing touchdowns, eight rushing touchdowns to opposing running backs. And they actually allow a really high catch rate to, uh, you know, opposing running backs. So I'm wondering, maybe Gaskin isn't as bad of a start as it looks on paper. I mean, there is this thing where Gaskin seems to only be good every other week, and this is the bad week. So if you're going by that analysis, don't don't start him. But how do you feel about Gaskin this week? I think he's an RB2 for the volume. Uh, Baltimore actually gives up the ninth most fantasy points to the running back position. So it's not because the same. of those touchdowns. Yeah, I mean, the rushing touchdowns for sure. Because, yeah, they've only allowed one running back to rush for over 100 yards, and that was Dalvin right. Cook this past week. Right. Um, but they have been giving up receptions too, and that's really mm-hmm. where Gaskin could come through if he could get you four or five. So, uh, to me, he's an RB2. It's a short week for Baltimore. They played in overtime too, uh, so that's something to keep an eye on. Uh, so, yeah, I think Gaskin's more of an RB2 this week because of the volume. Antonio Gibson. Are you starting Antonio Gibson? I don't want to. That would be a sit. Look, I mean – He's already limited in practice coming off a of bye. We know he's dealing with the shin issue. And before the bye, we saw Jared Patterson uh, getting right. more carries than him. And you got McKissick. So uh, I do Patterson, have- by the way, like 98% of percent available on waiver wire. So he's someone in deep leagues you probably want to put a claim for. Yeah, definitely. I have him in a league or two where I've deep leagues where I'm kind of holding him just in case. Uh and uh we know the Bucks are really good against the run. That's the one issue. Uh right. And if Washington plays from behind, that could be more McKissick. So McKissick. I really don't want to play Gibson. I might be forced to, though, in a couple leagues. Like, I know I have him in a 14-team league where I already don't have Nick Chubb this week. So uh, I might be forced to. But if I have a, a 10-team league or a 12-team league where I have options, uh, I obviously would not want to play Antonio Gibson right now. Let me ask you about the New England running backs. You know, Stevenson and um, Harris both leaving the game in the fourth quarter with uh, head injuries. Brandon Bolden is someone that I'm, I'm fairly interested in based just because he's, you know, the last man standing right now. And the matchup is pretty good for pass catching running backs. So it's not a great running back matchup. Any interest in J.J. Taylor? I think so uh, at this point, right? Because he might get an opportunity. I mean, both those guys are in a concussion protocol, so they could both potentially be out this week. So, yeah, yeah, look, there's people in deep leagues that are kind of desperate. So, yeah, I think he becomes one of those desperation plays, uh, especially in leagues where 12-team league, 20 roster spots. Taylor should be sitting on waivers. I doubt Bolden is at this point. But, yeah, we're we're to the point where we kind of have to get creative here and dig deep. And if we see a running back that's going to get – 10 to 12 touches in an offense, then uh, we're going to be forced to start him this week. So there you go. JJ Taylor could be your deep uh, waiver ad at running back. All right. Wide receiver. Let's hop over there. A couple of wide receivers with good matchups you like this week. Yeah, it was going to be uh, Chris Godwin, but now we don't even know who's going to play. Uh, so Mike Evans might, might get like 100 targets this week, right? Yeah. Should we go digging around in our DFS lineups for like – Scotty Miller, I mean, like... Tyler Johnson, that would be the guy. And that's another pickup, too, in uh, deeper formats. If Godwin's out, Brown's out, I mean, Tyler Johnson's a really good player. He just never has had much of an opportunity because of all the talent ahead of him. So I know he's played the last couple games, been okay, but, I mean, Godwin soaks up a a lot of usage. So, yeah, Tyler Johnson for sure, because, again, Gronkowski could be out, too. Um, So, yeah, I would look at Tyler Johnson. Um, But, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of good receivers this week. Uh, You know, A.J. Brown, obviously, Devontae Adams, Cooper Cup, Debo Samuel. I think CeeDee Lamb bounces back. Keenan Allen, we finally get uh, D.K. Metcalf and Tyler Lockett back with Russell Wilson. And uh, Hollywood Brown just does it every week, and I feel like people don't like him for some reason. His receiving yards prop, 56 and a half. Oh, is it? Mm. 56 and a half. Yeah, right now. It's stupid. And, like, by the way, Miami has given up 281 yard passing yards per game to opposing quarterbacks. So you really think Brown isn't going to get 57 of those? And Lamar Jackson's passing yards prop is low every week, too. They act like this is the Lamar Jackson of the last few seasons. They pass more. They don't have a potent running game. This is not the Baltimore offense. Lamar Jackson is passing the ball way more. And now he's got Rashad Bateman back, too. Totally. Now, he doesn't pass for a lot of touchdowns because he's only passed for one touchdown in all games, but in all but two games this year. But he passes for a lot of yards. He gets the ball and he's been accurate. So, yeah, there's a lot of props there. I was looking at, at the whole game and I was like, oh, there's a lot of good props to smash here. The Kasiki props I'm taking over that, you know, anyway, um, that's another podcast. I'm keeping you too long. OK, tight. Oh, who are we sitting at wide receiver quickly? Uh, there's there's not many guys to sit. I mean, Cor- Cortland are you Sutton. sitting Emmanuel Sanders? Like, no, 
I think you could, you know, go back to him. I think Cortland Sutton is a guy um, that if you have a lot of good wide receivers, because we've seen uh, Jerry Judy's been the guy with Sutton back. Uh, Judy's a guy I think that's ascending. Um, and I would try and trade for him before he blows up. Um, Julio Jones is just not really done much. It's tough to play him. I don't know why you drafted him, but that's another story. Uh, and the Jacksonville receiver, like Marvin Jones, LaVisca Chanel, like how can you play these guys? Well, Agnew, come on. Yeah, I know. Well, Agnew's the guy getting the target. Sexy names, Dan Arnold, Jamal Agnew. Yeah, those are the guys that Jacksonville build the offense around, which is why they're so good. That's why they're so damn good. Uh, all right. So those are your sits at wide receiver. And then finally, let's jump over to the tight end position. Actually, when I look at this, it's like all the studs have good matchups this week. Kelsey, Noah Fant, Darren Waller, Mike Gesicki, Mark Andrews. They all have really good matchups. But then there's a couple guys widely available on waivers that I like. Tyler Conklin um, and Dan Arnold are, are a couple. Um, and did you read – did I imagine this or did I read that Tampa Bay is signing Darren Fells? Yeah. Um, they must be concerned about Gronk, but I did see that. Yeah. Um, see, and they already have Cameron Bray and OJ Howard and they feel the need to go sign Darren Fells. That really concerns me about Gronk. Yeah. I do initially have him in the rankings for now, but I don't think he's going to play, you know, all of a sudden we feel pretty good about tight end, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah, Gusecki's been good. Goddard, now Goddard is going to blow up. The problem is they haven't passed much lately. And Goddard should have had a touchdown last week and Jalen Hurts missed them. But Goddard's in a good spot. Pat Fryermuth has been phenomenal for Pittsburgh. And now you mentioned the news about Chase Claypool and Juju's out. He's getting targets. He's getting red zone targets. He could be sitting on the waiver wire still in some leagues. Dan Arnold, as we mentioned, is getting a lot of targets. Dawson Knox could be back this week. Right. Uh, Noah Fant was activated from COVID-19. I worry about him. I would not start Noah Fant because we you see – No, Noah Fant, no. He's outside the tight end one for me uh, because even – I know Albert Earl got banged up and left the game, but he was starting to cut into Fant's targets. Judy's back. There's just not enough for all those guys to produce. We have to see if Logan Thomas is going to return. I saw that he was a little sore after his first practice. Uh, but, yeah, all of a sudden – and a real deep sleeper, Adam Troutman. Uh, he's been getting more targets. He did have a couple bad drops last week, but it seems with Trevor Simeon, he's looking for him, and those targets are up. I love that. Whenever you have a less experienced quarterback, I think it's always wise to keep an eye on their tight end. They have no wide receivers either. That's that's, <laughs> that's part of it. That's true, too. Uh, Ricky Seals-Jones, widely available on waiver wires as well. A lot of people dropped him already. So you did, yeah. Well, because Logan Thomas. Yeah, they, it looked like Logan Thomas was going to be back. So why am I going to hold Seals Jones through the week nine bye? Um, they, you know, again, and injuries, setbacks happen. I always warn people about that. I always get these questions trading for injured players. I'm like, why do you want to trade for an injured guy? They always have a setback. Like Michael Thomas. I wanted no part of Michael Thomas in draft. Neither. I have yeah. zero. And people were taking him seventh, eighth round. I'm like, thank you. And I'm not saying that now because we're right. But so many times these players have setbacks with injuries and people are always optimistic. They're like they look at the, oh, yeah, he'll be back in three weeks. And how many times do we see they have a setback? They don't return. They don't come back healthy. So I don't like I don't like trading for injured players. I'm with you. I don't know. I, I'm with you. And I said that on the Against All Odds podcast, too. And I got heat for it from a couple of the listeners who are like, no, Michael Thomas is a cheat code. And I was like, OK, if you think so. Yeah, but- supposed to lose. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I don't think so. Um, let me ask you just quickly about the Bears. I know they're on bye this week, but that was a little bit more of an impressive showing on Monday night, at least in the fourth quarter. Um, Cole Komet, like I think we we're all kind of waiting for the Cole Komet breakout game. He, sh- he showed that he was usable, viable. And Justin Fields now, two top 10 quarterback finishes in a row, two weeks in a row. What's your interest level? Because again, he's available in like 75% of leagues. Yeah, I'm interested. You know, I was before the year. It looked bad. Um, I did draft him in my home league, wound up cutting him. I mean, I have Dak Prescott, so I'm starting him pretty much every week anyway. But, yeah, I'm definitely interested for sure. I mean, he's running a little bit more. I was infuriated with that first half. I was saying they got to get him out the pocket more, and they did. He's starting to find Allen Robinson, although he did hurt his hamstring, so I'll have to see about that. Uh, But Mooney's been pretty good. And, again, he was looking for Komet quite a bit over the middle, so – uh, I think it was a good sign that it looked really bleak early for him in the first half, and he really rebounded uh, in a tough spot. So I think you do feel better about this Bears offense going forward. And David Montgomery is back as well, and he's looked good. Right. 
I think that helps them. This is just the threat of David Montgomery, if you will. And I have so many questions I want to ask you. I want to ask you how you feel about Khalil Herbert, but we won't. I'm going to ask you just a couple of questions that we got from listeners because they're the people we're supposed to be helping, not me. Um, All right. This is from Hope. You know, you know, Hope from Fantasy Alarm. Um, Hope wants to know if we can give her a super duper running back sleeper. I think we may have already done that. Yeah, I mean, there's a few. I mean, Enil Benjamin's another one that we didn't mention um, because right. he'll get some opportunity with Chase Edmonds out. Uh, we mentioned J.J. Taylor, uh, Jared Patterson. Again, a lot's going to come down to what's going to happen with the running backs in front of him. But uh, those are some players that, that could be out there. Um, and maybe in a more shallow format, Ty Johnson could still be out there or even Jordan Howard. People didn't want to pick that guy up. They're like, oh, it's Jordan I Howard. I put him in. I put him in my waiver wire article this week. I'm like, I know it's disgusting. I know you don't want to do it, but the facts are the facts. And he scored three times in the past two games. And they officially signed him to the 52 man squad today, by the way, guys. So he's playing and he's the guy that's going to stomp all over your heart. Every time you start the other guy. So just maybe just start Jordan Howard. I don't know if you have to, it doesn't feel good, but do it. Okay. Here is a question from Oton. Who should I start in the flex position? Alex Collins, Rashad Bateman, or Boston Scott? Just kind of goes along with what you're saying. Yeah, this is a tough one because we don't – the game for Bateman is tomorrow, and Mm -hmm. we don't know exactly what's going on in that Seattle backfield. I believe they activated the window for Chris Carson, but I don't know if he's going to return this week. Uh, I mean, if Collins is the guy, I would like him, but you're going to have to make this decision. Um. I mean, you could wait, but do you want to, I guess, play Bateman? I think so. Yeah. I think that's the safest play is to play Bateman. I agree. Okay. I have Stafford at quarterback. Here's the question. But was able to trade Tannehill for Mahomes. Am I putting Mahomes in? Who are you starting, Stafford or Mahomes? Stafford. I just don't. Yeah, I don't see. Look, I think what we're all doing. We're all dealing. We're all sitting here and going, all right, this Kansas City offense, they're going to come around. It's possible, but we have seen no signs of it. They were bad against the Giants. They were bad last week against Green Bay. They were bad the week before. So, and the Raiders are home. The Raiders have dealt with a lot off the field. So I know they responded, but last week they tripped to the East Coast, played the Giants. They outgained them big time in yards, but couldn't win. They're coming home. This is a big game for them. Uh, So I look Mahomes could prove us wrong. He could be the QB one this week, but we've seen no signs of it over the last few weeks. I think Stafford bounces back. The 49ers performance on defense last week was absolutely pathetic. I was, I was stunned. I guess I've been giving San Francisco too much credit this year thinking, all right, they're going to bounce back and they keep falling flat every single week. Yep. I agree. All right. Last one. And then we'll let you go. If Chubb is out, which two of these players, Gaskin, Pollard, or Mitchell, they have Henry on the IR, um, and Johnson is available on the waiver wire. Oh, the Ernest? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I would pick up the Ernest Johnson. I would play him and Elijah Mitchell. Same. That's my answer as well. Um, so that's what you're going to do. You're going to pick up the Ernest Johnson. You'll start him or Chuck, depending and then you'll play Eli Mitchell from San Francisco. And, and Dearness Johnson's available in a lot of leagues. Like I had him in a him. I picked him up before people were spending big money on him. Um, and that, you know, and you're, you know, this, when you're in leagues with 20 roster spots, you got to speculate yeah. before you don't want to drop three, four, $500. And mm-hmm. sometimes it doesn't work out. You know, it's worked out for me with Khalil Herbert and Dearness Johnson, but there are other backs I picked up for cheap that I had to cut. But all you need is one or two to hit. But I did have I cut Dearness Johnson in a couple leagues because uh, short benches. Yeah. Um, you know, I had a 14-team league with six roster spots. Then the buys hit. I had to cut him. So now I got to try and go out and get him because I have Nick Chubb in that league. So Dearness Johnson is out there in quite a few leagues. There you go. You guys, if you want more great, great information from Adam Ronis, you can follow him at Adam Ronis on Twitter. You can check out all his work at Alarm Sports Network, Sirius XM. Where else, where else can we find you, Adam? You have an Instagram. Yeah, aron88, A-R-O-N-88. Also, uh, sports betting on PicksWise.com, doing a lot of NBA. Today, I dropped an update on NBA futures and giving out my picks there. For now, Monday and Friday, uh, 12 and 4 so far on sides, totals, and player props. Uh, nice. Once NFL is done, I'll increase the activity there. But, yeah, just doing a lot right now. As you know, very busy. 
I know how it is. And we're so happy that you're busy. Thank you so much for spending your busy day with us. This, I, I kept you longer than I said I would. So forgive me. And hopefully we can talk again soon. Definitely. Always great catching up with you. And uh, was always fun working with Jen. And she has come really, really far. Uh, very talented. And <laughs> for real, I told you that. And, and I meant it. You uh, getting to work with you uh, over the last few months before you left. And uh, you've really come far. And I'm proud of you. Thank you, Adam. Oh, okay. Now I have warm and fuzzies. Get out of here. All right. Enjoy the rest of your day. <laughs> Talk to you soon. All right. Later. Thanks again to Adam Ronis. And we are taking a quick break. Okay, everybody. That was Adam Ronis. Give him a follow at Adam Ronis on Twitter. If you want to win, because I'm not, I'm not even joking around. This guy is dominant. He is a total, total winner. Eddie, how are your teams? Uh, surprisingly good. You know, I, I got another, uh, a blowout win. I think I had the biggest margin of victory in my league this week. The other opponent uh, had a bunch of, you know, buys injuries and all that jazz. But, you know, I talked about it uh, a little bit before, uh, with o Odell, I traded him. So like, I'm not dealing with his nonsense anymore. I had to deal with the Calvin Ridley stuff, but there are some positives now for, to those negatives. Like James Connor, I, I got to bring him up. You know, I think he scored what 250 touchdowns, I think, yeah. in like nine weeks, whatever it is. Exactly. But then obviously the the injury now to, to Chase Edmonds, and it, now he had like a 40 ish point week, and it's just like, so is this is this it now? Is he going to be like running back one level with with the Edmonds injury, or I guess at the very least, I mean, he's he's touched, I, he's going to score touchdowns. I think so. I mean, he's yeah. he's been there their goal line back the whole time, and now no Chase Edmonds. So you know, I think he just needed a fresh start out of Pittsburgh. As long as he stays healthy he's the guy Kyler isn't running as much and we saw him be fantastic with Colt McCoy we may get Colt McCoy again and I just don't see Eno Benjamin majorly eating into James Connors workload so yeah I think James Connors the guy I am so proud of that James Connor situation I got James Connor late in a ton of drafts and I told everyone that I would rather have him than Chase Edmonds because I thought he would get more touchdowns and that ends up adding up and so far that has, has paid off. I still love Chase Edmonds. And of course you can't predict injuries, but the value was better because you had to take Edmonds so much earlier. So these are the things I want to tell people when we get around to draft season and maybe we'll do some pods, like getting us ready for drafting, drafting and how to draft next year. But one of the things you want to do is you want to look at those running backs who have experience, who might be the second running back that are going at the value that are like four or five rounds later, because they're just one step away from being that lead back. And there's so many times we just jump for that early guy and it doesn't make sense as the season goes along and people start to get injured. You want to get those values instead of having to dig around on the waiver wire later. So having that, you know, eighth round James Connor pick in your back pocket, that's, that's where you want to be. So that's that's my thought process there. Zach Moss is another one of those players that you could get later like that. I'm trying to think. There, there were others. Tony Pollard. But you would get him anyway because he's a handcuff. People weren't thinking of Chase Edmonds as a handcuff. Uh, Chase Edmonds and Connor is a handcuff. But I digress. Okay. Uh, we're going to get to questions quickly. If, if you still have waivers tonight, people to target. Justin Fields, Mark Ingram, Devonta Freeman, Ty Johnson, Ronald Jones, Elijah Moore, Donovan Peoples-Jones, Tim Patrick, Rashad Bateman, Zach Paschal. Pat Fryermuth, especially now with the Chase Claypool news, that is probably your number one target. Tyler Conklin and Dan Arnold. I have even more on my article at si.com slash fantasy. You can check it out there. It is a free article. Um, I have even more there and the reasons why behind them. So go check that out. Or you can always send me a message. Um, all right, let's get to the questions. We had three questions. Thanks, guys, for sending in questions as you always do. And I'm going to do my best. To give you the best answers I can. Yes. Thanks again to the listeners and, and viewers. A uh, reminder, you could always uh, tweet the questions at Jen Piacente, at uh, Edward L. Murphy, at Extra Points Pod. Also, if you are viewing us, you can comment on the Facebook or the YouTube on the Extra Points channels, and we will uh, see those as well. And we're pretty sure soon enough uh, the streamer will have the Twitter questions coming in live as well. So, so. Finger, fingers crossed. But thanks Sorry again for all those. Uh, your questions, guys. Yeah, we're, we're, we're trying to get them all, but uh, we got a, a lot anyway. So you guys were just talking about tight end and how it's kind of uh, on a little bit of an incline here. So we'll start with a tight end question. Uh, this is coming from J. Kobe, NYG. Would you drop Gronk for Dawson Knox and PPR? I also have Gasicki. 
Well, what makes this question interesting is that you also have Gesicki. Um, if you didn't have Gesicki, I would say 100%, no question about it, you need Dawson Knox because you can't depend on Gronkowski. And as we just mentioned, they even just signed Darren Fell. So it doesn't sound positive <laughs> that he's going to be around. Uh, Miami hasn't had their bye week yet. So I guess, uh, you know, Buffalo is good for that reason. Um Knox is going to give you a little bit more of a solid floor. Gronkowski, Gronkowski, why is that hard to say, um, is going to give you massive games if he's healthy. So I would say the answer is probably yes. Drop him for Dawson Knox because he's been very good too. But seeing as how you have Gesicki, you don't need to do this because Gronk could give you those really big games when you want to start him. Sticking with the tight end theme here, another question, uh, PPR League, rest of season tight end, would you go with Fant or Conklin? That's a really good question. Um, I'm still going Fant here. Now, Fant has not quite lived up to the expectations that we had. I know Adam mentioned Jerry Judy's back, uh, and there's Cortland Sutton there, and there's Tim Patrick, so there's a lot of targets in line. But I still think Fant, uh, it it makes the top three there. Really like Conklin, though. He's been running more routes. Uh, he's been seeing the targets. He seems to be the number three guy in Minnesota. So they're, they're kind of even, but I'm still leaning Fant by a tad. All right. Uh, our pal Meat here has a three-parter. Uh, part one, would you start Javante Williams or Jordan Howard this week? Javante Williams. Uh, it's a really, really great mess up, matchup versus uh, Philadelphia. Uh, but I do like Howard. But if I'm picking between the two, I'm picking Javante Williams. Uh, back to tight ends. And me wants to know, uh, Fryermuth, Arnold, or Logan Thomas for a tight end rest of season? So I think we're going to lean. This is hard because Logan Thomas is going to see the targets, but he may not be playing this week. Um, and we just got this news with Chase Claypool. So... I might go Pat Fryer move a little crazy. Um, Dan Arnold, I love, and he's getting the opportunity, but his offense just isn't high powered enough for me. So that, that kind of puts him third in the list. And to round this one out, a quarterback question, rest of season, Joe Burrow or Justin Fields? Still going Joe Burrow here. Uh, it's an offense that wants to throw. He's got his guy, uh, Jamar Chase, not to mention T. Higgins. There's just a lot of weapons for him. So still going Joe Burrow here. I, I like Justin Fields, but I wouldn't take him over Joe Burrow. All right. We have a, a trade question here uh, coming from Pauline. I have Dawson Knox and Fryermuth. Would you trade Knox and either Van Jefferson or Devontae Smith for Amari Cooper? Ooh. Yeah, if you could trade Knox and Van Jefferson for Amari Cooper, I would do it. I would not trade Devonta Smith. Yep. And then, uh, well, this one kind of answered because of the Chase Claypool injury, but uh, the question was Claypool or Pitts. But I, I mean, I feel like with Pitts, Pitts is on the incline, and then if, but, then, yeah. but, but Claypool, they said that, you know, according to Rap, it's just a minor toe injury, so he'll be back soon. So uh, not the worst case there. But uh, next question we have from, uh, Gars, uh, standard starting uh, at flex, Mike Williams, Scary Terry, or Jordan Howard? Oh, this is hard because it's a standard league. So my instinct is to go Scary Terry. Um, and Mike Williams, of course, has the big play availability and he's a great red zone target. But standard league, okay, who's Philadelphia facing this week? They are facing Denver. Hmm. Don't love that. You know what? Um, let's go Scary Terry. All That's, right. Yep. And writing out here, last question from uh, Al. This is a half PPR league. Would you start Rashad Bateman over uh, Cooper, Patterson, or Thielen? No, I wouldn't. I would start Cooper, Patterson, and Thielen. I like Rashad Bateman, but not more than those guys. All right. Well, that's all the questions. Thanks again, listeners, for uh, right. chiming in. Awesome. Thanks, everybody. Um, I want to remind everyone to go find the Extra Points Arcade, extrapoints.com slash arcade. We make picks every week. We have prop contests. We do the NFL games. We do college football. Um, the, now, the winners for this week for college pick was Danny Foster. He got 15 of them right. For week nine NFL prop quiz was Jordan Dodge. He got seven right. And the week nine NFL pick God bless you. I don't know how you did this. 
Alex Fisher got 10 of them, right? I think I got like five. I'm not even kidding. This, this week just stunk for me. Um, I did not see things like the bills being upset by Jacksonville. I, if you did kudos to you walk away, never bet again. If you, if you did that, you, you are the luckiest person and just stop there on the high note. Uh, week 10 games are up. So go ahead and make your picks. Remember if you win, you get a really cool gold extra points hat, which I haven't gotten yet. Um, but I'm going to get before the season is over. I am determined, determined to get one of these gold hats. I, I feel like I've gotten 10, right? Like twice, but I guess those weeks, it just wasn't enough. Somebody did better. So. Yeah, we all we all deserve a free pass too. After uh, the the crazy last NFL Sunday, that was just way too difficult with all those uh, great Terrible. teams losing. And uh, there's another fun prop too this week. Our our November prop it has Thanksgiving questions, movie questions, Dancing Ooh. with the Stars questions, uh, Joe Exotic. I think even a Kim Kardashian, Pete Davidson question on there. So uh, yeah, it's yeah. so like sign ups free. Name an email, and you can win a, a golden hat, a golden version of uh, one of these uh, bad boys. Yeah, everybody wants a golden hat. Eddie, what's up for the weekend? I am uh, crossing my fingers that the NFL, my picks look a lot better than they were last year. Uh, <laughs> another another fantasy win. And uh, I actually have a few things. I have a friend's birthday party. I think I have a comedy show. So it's actually a busy weekend oh. uh, with some sports mixed in, as always. Nice. I'm actually flying home to Houston uh, shortly, at, right after this, getting to the airport for my brother's wedding. So I get to see my dad. If you guys follow at Rick Piacenti on Twitter, I'm sure he'll be posting million embarrassing photos of me we're gonna have pizza and i hope to do better on sunday as well uh because it stunk but i also want to say everybody out there if you like waiver wired thank you so much for listening to the pod if you need help on game day at 12 p.m eastern standard time on sundays there is a live stream on sports illustrated's page and i will take your questions there as well so if we didn't get to them today you can ask in there you can also just at me, at Jen Piacenzi. I try to answer every question. Sometimes I miss a few, but I really do my best to answer questions because we're here to help you win at Extra Points Network. That's what we're here to do. Help you win, help you win money. More importantly, help you beat your friends, help you beat your brother, help you beat your college roommate, help you beat your ex-girlfriend. That's what we're here to do is help you win. So keep tuning in to extrapoints.com. In the meantime, we'll see you next Wednesday. Same time, we have a really cool guest. Not going to tell you who it is, but you're going to love it. We'll see you next Wednesday.